our weekly update with the director of cross country at South Dakota State, Rod DeHaven, is with us and looking like a walking billboard for an SDSU vintage magazine. How about that hat? It's, it's wool. It's lovely. It's actually wool? I believe it's wool. So when did you acquire that? Uh, right after I started coaching here. So, so it's almost 20 years ago. Maybe 2,000 years ago. Who knows how old. I don't think it was quite that vintage. Not quite that vintage, huh? You didn't have that, though, when you were a student athlete back in the 80s? They didn't have those hats? No, they did not have these hats. That's a crying shame. I had much better flow then. I didn't have to worry about a hat. Now I've got flow issues. No, you've always had a good flow. No, I can only, only dream of what once was. What it is, what it shall be, what it was. How was last Saturday? Because you didn't have any competitions, right? So oh, it was a beautiful day in Brookings. It was. As we all know. Lovely, lovely stuff. Stuff that kids will talk about for 20, 30 years from now. You do tend to bring up some of your memories as a student athlete. There's a crazy parallel with that 1985, which was a vintage year, as some of you might know. Great for wines and great for Jackrabbit Athletics, the year 1985. I cannot speak of the vintage wines of 1985, but I can speak of Jackrabbit Athletics in that particular year, as most of you, most of my nine listeners and viewers know. We're, we're strong in the double digits. You know that. So That's only because I you know, hit watch on repeat. Yeah, I do as well. But nevertheless, what was training like this past week? Because you didn't have an event on Saturday. Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, I think a very productive week. Um, you know, as I like to think we made some gains and got better and instilled uh, confidence and, uh, you know, in a good place. And uh, certainly I think on the men's side, um, you know, coming off of GRIAC and, and so forth, there's probably like, well, you know, what is SDSU this year? And certainly you look at regional rankings and, you know, we drop, and, you know, that's to be expected. That happens on an annual basis that, you know, we get, you know, I don't want to say penalized, but there's a certain, you know, something like, okay, they're not as good as we thought they were. They ran GRIAC, didn't run great. Well, we never ran great at GRIAC. Um, this year in particular, probably we weren't, we knew it was less likely that was going to happen. Now a lot of those pieces are in, in, I think, in a much better place and, you know, excited to see what that group is going to do. And I think on the women's side, it's just, you know, the consistency of, you know, what they've been able to do, not only in races, but in workouts, um, you know, it's giving us a chance. And again, I don't, you know, I, again, polls are polls and, you know, the amount of energy coaches put into it probably is, you know, somewhat limited. But in the case of the women, I think, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have anticipated that we'd have this opportunity that, that lies in front of us. And uh, I think it's going to make October pretty exciting. Well, the month of October heats up here for you this week because you'll have two different sites. Let's walk through kind of the thought process behind the scheduling with some of the student athletes going to Stillwater, the majority going to Peoria. Right. Uh, the the West uh, West Crockett invite down in Stillwater is effectively kind of a pre-national invitational. Um, you know, probably in terms of pre-national meets, it may not have, this may not be the biggest ever. I think geography maybe hurts Oklahoma State a little bit in terms of this, but what it does do, it brings in a lot of teams uh, outside of kind of our region, which, um, you know, is important, I think, uh, to see where we stack up nationally. Um, you know, maybe we're good enough to even think about that. Maybe it 
just you know just a, a folly exercise of uh, futility. But uh, I suspect uh, you know we will see a couple teams that ran at GREAC that beat us, and uh, I'd like to see if we've closed the gap on that. And it's a you know a tough layout in Stillwater. Um, so it's, uh, you know, more than likely we're not going to have a, you know, a bunch of guys run low 24 minutes. And, and again, there'll be some question about where we're at. Um, so it's to be 90 degrees in Stillwater on, on Saturday. So it's going to be a, uh, you know, tough physical test. And uh, you know, with the, the veteran group that we're taking there, I think that they're up to the, the mental side of that, that it is not. They don't need to get all the feedback based on you know how fast they cover the eight kilometers, but you know how they compete and who they're competing against, and you know how they tackle you know what's in front of them. So, you know, it's a, a field that I would hope we'd finish. Of the 40 teams, hopefully, are finishing above the upper half of that. I think that would be uh, probably a, a win, and you know, a good day we get you know maybe in the top dozen teams down in, in Stillwater with that group. So you'll send a number of men there, but that's just the men going there. Yeah. A number of men, but we will send some men, men to uh, Bradley for the uh, Pink Classic as well in Peoria. Um, and they'll have an opportunity to run and the meet both on the men's and women's side. Really is kind of a uh, mid-major showdown when you get a lot of teams from the Summit League, uh, the Horizon League, and Missouri Valley, and most most of the top squads. And then you do have some Power Fives uh, bringing squads in as well. And then I think uh, na traditional Division II Power Grand Valley State will also be in the mix. Um, so, you know, pretty quality field. And, you know, certainly a different layout, you know, one where it is uh, the Newman golf course is uh, not a, full of a lot of undulations and uh, should be beautiful fall weather in the land of Lincoln with uh, the foliage in prime color. And, uh, you yeah, I think it's uh, traditionally been very good to the Jackrabbits and I wouldn't anticipate that it, uh, you know, will be any different this time around. But this is a, a big weekend for your program. Yeah, you, you definitely, you know, you want to build momentum. You want to measure, you know, where you're at. Um, certainly the conference meets a focus. Um, you know, I think on the men's side, there's still that, you know, okay, what kind of legacy are we going to lead? And, you know, what kind of programs, you know, can we knock off? And, you know, can we continue to, you know, move the needle forward as we get into the last month of the season, which is an important part of the season. And certainly we believe, a lot of programs claim to believe that you know you get better as the season goes on, and um, you know the one thing that uh, you know we always probably look at and point to is like okay we'll probably be ranked, I mean, we could even be ranked lower than what we are after this weekend, and um, you know not that wagering is encouraged by the NCA, but I will again based on past performances I'm certain that we will finish significantly higher than whatever our regional rank is um, by the end of this weekend. And um, on the men's side, because you know it's a group that I think is seasoned and uh, understands you know the process of you know what it takes to be successful at the end of an NCA Division One cross country season. You like your team? Yeah, you know, there's days that you know I'd like to crack them upside the head, you know, but uh, you know, again, the NCA you know kind of frowns on those types of practices, you know. Um, you know, I, Bob Knight was. Not a hero, but certainly when you look at growing up in the 80s, you, it was hard not to be influenced by, by Coach Knight. So, Who do you model yourself after as a coach? You know, some days when I got my Rick Pitino glasses on and I can't really see out of them very much. Um, yeah, there, yeah, no, I have no models. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just a train wreck going, trying to get by day to day. Who was the most influential coach? High school, college, whatever to you. Well, you know, certainly Coach Underwood being at South Dakota State and his passion 
for SDSU as a university, his passion for SDSU, track and field, cross country, um, certainly is something that left an indelible mark on me. There's no doubt about that. That um, it's one of the one big reasons I'm back here as a coach. Um, not that I was happy as a clam as a computer programmer back in Madison, Wisconsin, but I do have obviously a very soft spot for this university and uh, you know being around the team back in 2003 at the Division II national meet had a, a huge influence and then Paul Danger um, certainly put a huge bug in my ear in terms of maybe getting into the coaching gig and um, you know it's an easy decision to be here at SDSU because of you know the environment support and uh, you know the young people that are attracted to this university and uh, you know it, Obviously, there are, in all jobs, there are great days and other days that are not perfect. But when you look at student-athletes and the effort they put in not only you know, for their athletic teams but in the classroom, it is, uh, it's truly a blessing to be involved in it.